lovely to see you guys. Um, there is lots of there is lots of new faces, which is so exciting. Um, there's lots of familiar faces as well, which is cool. Um, there's a few faces that when I went back to Levita have come out here. It's okay, I won't take it personally. Like, <laughs> it's all right. Oh, is this? Are we all right? Or do you guys want me to change mics? Or no? Um, yeah. So there's been a few changes. Um, ben and I are expecting our first little baby in December, which is cool. So we're having a little boy. Uh, we had, there was one of the young adults on team night, was that Wednesday night this week? Yeah, um, one of the guys came, he's like, oh, how's it going with baby? And the others, other guy looked at me, he's like, are you pregnant? And I was like, it was a really good supper, at which point he started to panic. So if you're sitting there thinking it, no, it is a baby, like, and probably some of the team night suffer because it was, it was pretty epic. Um, but my, once we found it was a little boy, my, my mum went out and got a little matching swan dry to go with Ben's. Um, and so she reckons he's ready for his first roar already, so I knew that there would be some out in Salwyn that would appreciate it. The others of you are going, what is a roar? But I learned too when you marry a hunter. All right. Um, but yeah, lots has been happening out here as well, which is cool. You guys have been in different venues, and you've got an office, which is super exciting, and there's all these new faces, you know, it is so, so great. Um, and so it is it's great to be back out here. It definitely wasn't sort of the intention eh, to be this long, but, you know, who knows what's happened in the last two years, right? <laughs> like, um, you guys are four in a couple of weeks. That's amazing. Like, for those that started, like, where on earth has that gone, right? Like... Um, but, you know, it was the same when we went back into Levita. You know, there was, was lots of changes there as well. So um, there was lots of new places. There was lots of new faces at all our campuses, which is just super exciting. And, um, you know, God has just been so faithful through this time and season, right? And um, So I have been back in, Ben and I have been based at our Levita campus, overseeing a lot of our, our mission staff. Um, also in the mix now with our online kids staff and back in um, the, the, the kids program there, you know, helping with the leaders and stuff, obviously for a season before I start back in at the other end in the parents' room. But, um, you know, it's just been a, a different season with lots of changes and, you know, it's, it's, but it's nice to, to have some of the familiar in it and to know that God is still faithful and God is still working and, and there's really, really exciting stuff happening in our church across all of our spaces, which is so cool. Yeah, as we've been talking about winter seasons, oh, have I got a time? Oh, I've got a time down back. Cool. Um, yeah, as we've been talking about winter seasons, hasn't the last couple of days been lovely? Has anyone else just felt the mood, the world just feels a little bit better, everything feels a little bit more manageable, like everyone's just a bit more smiley, got a bit more of a spring in their step, right? You know, and I, I was, as I was thinking about it, I was like, man, in winter, a lot falls away and exposes what is lying beneath, doesn't it? As I was preparing this message, I was sitting at our table, and the main thing I see when I look up is a big peach tree that we have down the back of our garden. You know, it's a great tree. It produces heaps of fruit. We literally end up giving it away by the bucket load because we can't, we have so much of it. It looks really full and fruitful and lovely in summer. Man, that thing is ugly during winter. <laughs> it's all brown and twiggy and just sits like this. For anyone else's garden looking like that at the moment? 
You know, and it got me thinking, when all of the lovely, pretty, yummy parts fall away, what is left? You know, what I want to share on this morning is what remains in our lives in these spaces. Uh, your mind might jump to 1 Corinthians 13, 13. And now these things remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Did anyone else jump there? Yeah. You know, you might recognize it as the passage of scripture that's often read at weddings. Funnily enough, though, this wasn't written specifically for the wedding scripture reference section of the Bible <laughs> that we might think it is. But to the church in Corinth that was trying to navigate through some challenging seasons and figuring out what were the things that were actually really important. They had become divided on a whole lot of issues and their lives weren't always reflecting well Jesus to those who had never had and haven't had. Their lives weren't always reflecting well who Jesus was and what he had done for them to those who didn't know him yet. You know, as I was thinking about the church globally over the last few years and was reading through Corinthians again, Lots of things change, but some challenges are the same throughout human history, right? And the words of Paul to the church in Corinth, is that, do you guys want me to switch out or are you, you're okay? And the words of Paul to the church in Corinth don't just ring true now to new couples navigating marriage, although they are great words and wisdom, right? But continue to speak to us as followers of Jesus in every area of our lives. You know, if we read together from 1 Corinthians 13, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels but do not have love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. Does anyone else feel like there is a lot of gonging and clanging in the world at the moment? If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but I have not love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but I do not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, But when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put childish ways behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. 
challenging, right? You know, it got me thinking about just like my peach tree in my garden, when all of the lovely, pretty, yummy parts fall away, what is left in our lives? If parts of our lives are stripped away, as some have experienced in the last couple of years, in the area of jobs, homes, family, looks, money, health, what do we find is going to be left and still remaining? What is left holding it all up and all together? Often in the winter seasons of our lives, the hard, the challenging, the ones that don't make sense. And I don't think anyone gets to get through life without any of these seasons, right? You know, so much of the other stuff is stripped away. Fears, anxieties, deep beliefs, behaviours, mindsets are often exposed in these seasons. Particularly in these spaces, though, when we let Jesus do a really deep work in our lives, when we choose to put him at the centre of our lives and give him a full access pass to our lives, even the painful parts, when he's in and working in our lives, when all the other stuff isn't there, what is left showing is Christ in us. Many of you would have known Max Palmer from our church who recently passed away because, let's be honest, many, 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 many people knew Max, right? It was one of his greatest gifts. Yeah, I was so impacted by what his family shared with us. I'm sure you would have read it in the email and heard it if you were at the funeral. That before he passed away, Jesus appeared in his doorway and he knew it was time to go home And he was able to tell his family before he did. Jesus had come to get him. Like, whoa. Is anyone else blown away by that? We were talking in the office and we were like, man, we'd be stoked if an angel turned up, right? (laughs) Yeah, and the fact that he waited around to tell them, we probably all would have been like, see ya. But, you know, when all of the things in his world were being removed, what was showing his relationship with Jesus. It made me think in the difficult and challenging seasons and spaces in my life, you know, what has been exposed? What has come to the surface? What has been my first go-to response? Has it been fear or has it been prayer? Has it been to control or has it been to position myself and give myself fully in worship? Has it been to hold on tightly to or still live generously? I think like Paul says in the passage, sometimes it's a mix if we're totally honest. Sometimes it's a bit more childish and other times with a bit more maturity as my relationship with Jesus has grown. Do I have anyone else in the same boat? You know, what has remained in my life? Is it faith, a complete trust and confidence in God? Is it hope, a feeling of expectation and a desire for a deep feeling of trust in him? Is it love, an intense feeling of deep affection for God, his kingdom and people? You know, earlier this year, our family was affected by a really tragic car accident and a dearly loved little boy sadly passed away. 
Carl and I had the privilege of walking with them through one of their most awful seasons as we helped them to prepare the funeral. And as we sat with the very close family at the end and Carl began to read the committal, as we gave thanks for and then committed this little life into the hands of God, Carl read the words, in the sure and certain hope of the resurrection to eternal life through our Lord Jesus Christ. I've been a part of funerals and committals before, but as he read those words, and we were sitting and thought the deep pain of this family in a little coffin in front of us, I was deeply impacted of how all the other things had fallen away. And our faith in Jesus, our hope in Jesus and the love of Jesus, and because of him, the hope of the resurrection was so real and the thing that was truly going to remain. When Paul was speaking to the church in Corinth, I think he shared with them about faith, hope, and love and things that truly remain and then the power of the hope of the resurrection because without this, without the resurrection, we don't have this. If Christ was not raised from the dead, then he says to the church, this is all foolishness. Every day, Paul was putting his life in danger to share the good news of Jesus with people and to train up a church that was equipped to carry this news throughout the Mediterranean, Middle Eastern, and Asian worlds. Can I grab that tissue, please, Joe? Oh, that's one. Oh, it's fun there. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. You try. You know, Paul was continuously helping followers of Jesus to navigate their stuff as they figured it out. And he's like, this is nuts. If you're trying to argue that we can have faith and restored relationship with God if Jesus wasn't crucified and resurrected. It's the thing that shapes and radically changes our perspective on everything else. I've never forgotten Graham Fawcett. Some of you guys might have heard him speak, who has given his life to sharing the hope of Jesus all across the globe. And he was explaining it in this way. And in my head this works, so let's see if it... But I'm going to aim, probably for you, Liam. (laughs) We'll see how it goes. Let's see where it ends up. Oh, man, I've got in a bit of a knot. That's right. Okay. Can you catch it? Well, Yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. Sorry, Sandra. My bad. Thank you, one more. (laughs) You know, so, you know, if we think of it, this is the story that's gone before us, right? This is the story of creation and scripture, and as we sing this song, this is the Moses and the Davids. God's continued faithfulness. And then we get to it, and there's like our little part, right? This, this little 
this little blip on the radar, this little part that God has entrusted to us in this season. And then there's the hope of the resurrection. There's eternity with Christ when we see Jesus face to face. We're with God and all of its all of his creation's fullness, all of the relationships' fullness, all of salvation's fullness. You know, this is when we see the perfect. This is when we see the complete. What we see now... Oh, I had anticipated that the Sharpie was going to come off my fingers. That's all right. You know, what we see now is just this tiny little bit tiny little part of our lifetimes. You know, what we see now is just the mirrored reflection, but there comes a day when we see it all face to face. You know, Liam, you can wind that up and I'll grab it off you afterwards. You know, church, the hope, the deep feeling of expectation that we desire for, that we have because of Jesus, the faith, the complete confidence and trust we can have in Jesus, the love, the deep feeling of affection for God, his kingdom and people is truly the most amazing, life-changing news. It has been since the resurrection of Christ and will be for all eternity. In this time, this little bit of time that has been entrusted to us, our job is not to be distracted or divided by the wrong things, but to carry and share that good news wherever God leads us in whatever season we find ourselves. To allow God to do that deep work within us so that what is revealed in our lives is Jesus. So when we are sitting in places with people of the deep pain in the world, we hold that space. In that space, we hold a very real faith, hope, and love that we have found in Jesus that is available to all with a perspective that is not limited to the here and now has our eyes fixed on an eternity with Christ. There are still so many around us every day seeking and searching for meaning and purpose and perspective. Globally, there are still over 7,000 unreached people groups who currently haven't had the opportunity to hear the good news about Jesus. You know, if this is new information to you, then I encourage you to come into our co-mission course, right? Here's your plug. But, you know, this is very real to us. And, man, this needs to be what our focus is on. We can get caught up in the wrong things, in our pain, in our winter seasons. But there are, church, there are groups of people that have no established church. They don't have enough believers for their people group to effectively be able to share Jesus with them. Right. And if no one goes, if no one prioritizes it, then how are they ever going to know, right? 
You know, this is not a time for the church to hide the hope that we have in Jesus, to be distracted by the wrong things, but to be a church that is shaped by a radical encounter with Jesus that demonstrates the kind of love that we've found in him, love that is patient, love that is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Isn't that the most beautiful picture of Jesus' love? It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. You know, what is exposed and what remains in our lives really, really, really matters. You know, as the team come back, can I encourage you to stand with me? I'd just love to take a few minutes to, to pray and give you space to be able to respond to this and respond to the Holy Spirit this morning. You know, there's a few things that I want to pray for. And maybe you might find yourself in one of these categories. You know, I want to pray for those that are currently sitting in those places of deep pain. that you feel like your life is laid bare. You know, we want to pray that what will be revealed in this season, what will be evident in your life is the love, grace and hope of Jesus. You know, I want to pray for those that are fighting or unsure about giving Jesus access to some of those areas of your life, to some of those winter seasons, those winter spaces. And I want to pray thirdly for those that have been through winter seasons, that there will be a great opportunity in your life for people to see the hope of Christ revealed within you. You Just with every eye closed in this space this morning. If that's you, then I just encourage you, you know, in your heart to be responsive to that. Lord, right now I pray for those that are sitting in these places of deep pain. Where they feel vulnerable, where all of the, all of the picture of that tree of the leaves and the fruit feels like it is gone in this season. Lord, I pray in this season Holy Spirit, you will meet them. Right now that you will be pouring out your love, your grace. Lord, that there will be a renewed hope in their heart that Jesus, even in this moment, they will fix their eyes on you again to see your love, to see your grace, to see your care, to know that you see them that you are doing a work and that what will be revealed is Christ in them. Lord, I pray for those that are fighting or feel unsure about giving you access to some of these areas and spaces in their lives. If it's a fear of disappointment, 
pray right now in the name of Jesus that that will be lifted off. Lord, I pray that in this moment they will know that you are trustworthy with every area, every memory, every hurt, every point of pain. Lord, that they can trust you with it and they can trust you to bring redemption and restoration to it in a way they never, ever dreamed possible in their own hands and strength. Lord, I pray right now for a releasing of that in Jesus' name. And Lord, for those that have been through winter seasons, God, I pray right now that there will be a fresh equipping to be able to share their testimony, to share their faith, to share what you have done in their lives in that season with others around. That people will see the hope of Christ revealed within them. And what they went through will be to your glory and for a kingdom purpose. In Jesus' mighty name. And church, I pray that as we sing and worship to this song, that you'll remember that piece of string, the story of those that have gone before you, the season in which God has entrusted to you, and the hope that is to come, that we pray is able to be shared with those around you.